go goju nation again every time i get ready to start one of these things a melody pops in my head so i just let it go and the ones that are paying attention know what it is i know one person specifically knows exactly what this is that listens all the time but um we'll see how we go uh goju nation welcome back welcome back industry rule number 4080 the audio version what does that mean that means you get me by myself and we have a discussion among some things that are Qualified, verified, and certified. The platforms all say Gotham Jungle, whether it's YouTube, whether it's IG, whether it's Gotham Jungle, uh, whether it's Twitter, and all other platforms will be on, will all be with Gotham Jungle. We won't be on TikTok, though, as I was early to the game to let you guys know that China does a different version of TikTok, which is more educational. It has time limits, and... They have a different version for us here in the States where they let us just kind of go roughshod as they use it as a tool to gather information on our doings and goings on. Uh, there's a bigger conversation I have about China that's happening geographically about what they would like to do that speaks to uh, a potential threat to our nation's way of being as it is. Completely different conversation. We won't get into that today, but uh, we're not on TikTok. There's a reason why. And uh, you should pay attention to a CBS 60 Minutes vignette on social media that speaks to this directly. And you know what I'm talking about. And for those that do understand, comment back. And we are here to be here for you in that sense. Welcome, Gotham Jungle. Again, qualified, verified, and certified. And there's a theme on top of uh, that today. We're going to speak about things that are hard overall and give you a hard truth or a hard reality, or a hard circumstance under each one of these categories. So let's start with the Q, the Q, the Q, the Q, because girls are players too. That song is in my head. Um, we're going to talk about the qualified, why superhero movies are at a crossroads. Um, and here's one of the reasons why. Um, one is when if when x-men came out and stuff like that early on uh we were very wowed by the fact that the special effects actually caught up with their actual powers so when we see fantastic four we see reed richard's arm stretching that technology wasn't there say 10 years before then so they couldn't make those types of movies when you see wolverine's claws come out when you see uh Daredevil's agility humping all over the place, Spider-Man and the webbing and, and the different technology, all that was not there. And that was brought to fruition. It is here now. And that was the wow factor that we all ran to the movie theaters to see. We wanted to actually see how Wolverine's claws came out, how Iceman would actually freeze things and how that would look. So that was a wow factor that's no longer here now because we're 10, 15 years into this now. So the wow factor of they're going to show their superpowers, that's an assumption. We assume they're going to fly. We assume that, you know, if it's Superman, his heat vision will look accurate. If it doesn't, it's almost a joke at this point. So that's one of the reasons why movies are at a crossroads because we have a little bit of a been there, done that thought process. Second thing is that 
there's a there's a saturation of this. Okay, you know, Marvel Phase 3, Phase 4, Phase 5, 7, 8, 9 movies, DC, same thing, Cyborg movie, Flash movie, Aquaman 2, Wonder Woman, uh, how are you going to do Justice League, the movie, Suicide Squad. These things are coming hot and heavy on a consistent basis, and there's nothing wrong with it, especially if you're a superhero fan or a comic book fan. And full disclosure, I collected comic books since I was 6 or 7, so I know what that's like. I know what that excitement is, but it is a little bit of fatigue. Just like if you bought a bunch of comic books, you can't buy every comic book all the time, or you can. But if the storylines aren't compelling, it's a little bit of fatigue of seeing the same storylines or doing it on a consistent basis so the saturation aspect is reason number two why comic book movies are at a crossroads and number three is the disposable income battle is still very prevalent okay if, if the new sneaker comes out the uh the the, the jama rants come out and then call of duty comes out or or mlb 23 or you know um um um, um NBA 2K, pick a year. If there is a new movie that comes out, if there is a new album that comes out, if there's a concert that's in town, these are all things that fight for the disposable dollar. And as they have the same battle as the movies, so you got to put good stuff out there. So if Drake is in town, for argument's sake, the same weekend that Avengers 4 comes out, which is the same weekend the new John Morant's come out, there's a decision that the consumer has to make. They cannot spend every dollar on everything. So that battle's in place as well, too. So that's what also puts comic book movies as a crossroads. If they're not fantastic movies, the money goes elsewhere. Right. So that's something to kind of be very aware of and understand. And that's hard for the movie industry to digest. Also taking into consideration that it comes to digital and it comes to TV so quickly, you could literally say to yourself, you know, well... Ant-Man came out on X amount of date. If I just wait two months, I could watch it on my big screen TV in my house and not spend the money or spend less money and get the same entertainment value on my couch snuggled up. So there's that element as well, too. Um, so now that we know why the comic book movies are at a crossroads, let's speak to DC and Marvel specifically and why DC cannot seem to compete with these Marvel movies. You know, Shazam, Gods of Fury just came out, and I'm sure it did decent, but it, did, it was not a blockbuster. You would know if it was a blockbuster because you would still be seeing it on week two, week three, week four. It has come and it has gone. And not that it has not made money, but I'm pretty sure it is not the blockbuster they anticipated it to be. And these DC movies cannot compete with the Marvel movies, even the smaller ones, because the Ant-Man movie didn't do great as well either. And that goes into the, my first point of why comic book movies are, in, are at a crossroads. But here's why DC can't even compete with Marvel. And this is, a, and this is they have an issue. They have a real issue. They got to really look at it, okay? The first thing is, is that Marvel characters, going back to the comic books, have always had character development that's been stellar. We've always been into the personality of Wolverine and that love triangle between him and Cyclops and Jean Grey. We've always been into the inner demon battle that Matt Murdock has as Daredevil, although... He can, although he is blind, all his other faculties have been increased to a superhuman level. But the demon of his good versus bad, his upbringing in Hell's Kitchen, his, his dad being a boxer and him growing up poor. You know, those types of things stick and relate. Um, the X-Men story, which is basically, as I said before, basically uh, the comic book characters born out of racism 
in the States in the late 60s because if you take a step back and pay attention, I've said this before, uh, Magneto was Malcolm X and Professor X is Martin Luther King. And basically being a mutant is being black. Um, you're different and because you're different, we have a problem with you. Um, or you have a different skin color and you have a problem with you. Whereas mutants, you have an additional gene and that makes you not human. And they're saying, no, we're human like everybody else. But um, that is a humanistic quality that people relate to, and that's what made the theme and the character so popular. Uh, DC leaned on popularity and length of historical context. So Superman's been around forever, so people want to see a Superman movie. And now that we can show him flying, they're just dying to see that. The closest character that, that Marvel has, excuse me, DC has for Marvel character is Batman, which is why he is so popular. Because if you think about it, and for those that have the depth of perception, watch this. Basically, Wolverine and Batman are the same people. Tormented souls that have, you know, past that have, that stay with them to this day, and that's why they are who they are today. But Batman's intrinsic storyline of, you know, his parents being killed and him being orphaned and the millionaire aspect of it, that storyline translates and speaks to people better. So that's why, although he's not the most powerful superhero, he's not more powerful than Shazam or Wonder Woman, he's definitely more popular than them, as is Superman. So, that's what that works. Marvel's always had great character development where DC has not. And that plays out in the comic books as well. Um, that's reason number one why the DC movies do not compete with Marvel. Um, the second thing is that Marvel recognized early in the game that they're going to have to have characters. They're going to have to be in multiple movies and be able to translate across longer storylines that are longer than just one movie. So when they did their contract deals with the actors... They did multiple movie deals. So one of the reasons why X-Men is so successful is because of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. And he had a multi-movie deal. One of the reasons why Iron Man and the Avengers went well is because there was a multi-movie deal for Chris Evans as Captain America, for uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and, and so on and so on. So that allowed the storyline to stay consistent moving through with small changes. Whereas they didn't do a four or five movie deal with Henry Cavill to do Superman. So as much as they loved it, it didn't maintain, and now they're fighting with him, and we're on our fifth, I don't know what number Superman we're on right now. You, you don't know how many times you heard about the different Batmans that they're going to film out to get to this Flash movie. They're basically using them all because they don't have that consistent movie deal in place for them to do two or three movies to keep a story consistent or a storyline consistent based upon that character. And that is something that Marvel has taken advantage of and utilized almost as a almost as a qualifying reason why you need to be a Marvel character that DC has not. I think they're changing that thought process now, but that's what they're up against. And that's reason number two that DC movies cannot compete with Marvel movies. And the last thing is, is that the intertwining storylines of the Marvel movies kept that first, second, third phase generation in pocket because they wanted to see what's going to happen next almost as if they're reading a comic book what's happening in the next issue and that's a subconscious dna aspect of being a comic book fan you want to know what's happening next and you have you want to have all the issues surrounding it so you know the storyline from beginning to end they played the movies out the same way hence why you have those special endings with small teasers to let you know what's going to be in the next movie DC didn't catch that right away. They do it now, but they didn't catch that right away. So the storylines were like one-offs. And that became, after a while, if the movie took five years to happen, then something else came into play. A Harry Potter movie came into play. A Source franchise. Scream franchise. Lord of the Rings. Pick one. It doesn't matter. Something else came into play to take their attention away because the storyline basically stopped at the movie more so than continuing the storyline. So they figured that out late. They're there now, but it's almost like 
They're doing the lift the Uber thing, whereas we've already been there, done that. And again, we have some superhero fatigue. So we'll see what happens here. But if you want to get entertainment out of DC, watch the animated movies. The animated movies are a lot more entertaining. And you would be surprised at what you see and hear in those animated movies, but they're a little bit more authentic. The Marvel comic book movies suck. Excuse me, I mean, excuse me. The animated Marvel movies are not great. The DC animated movies are fantastic. But the Marvel big screen live action movies are much better than DC. And that's an obvious thing. I'm just giving you the reason why. And that's hard. I repeat, that's hard for DC to work through because we're now 15 years plus. So it's just still more invested in Captain America than we ever may ever be with, say, Aquaman. Although Jason Momoa has done a grand, fantastic job, and so has Gail Godot with the Wonder Woman character. So we'll see what happens there. But that is certified that DC is chasing Marvel when it comes to the cinematic live-action movies because of what they have compared to the character development of what Marvel has. And until DC catches up, there's still going to be movie themes or franchises that sneak in or things that take away our attention. Wednesday on Netflix has people's attention. Uh, Stranger Things has people's attention. Uh, anything Harry Potter has people's attention. Lord of the Rings is doing spinoffs and, and you know tangential action movies as well that's all taking attention away. That's because they're trying to catch up to Marvel. And DC hasn't done such that people are more catching up to DC than catching up to Marvel. Certified, certified, certified. Excuse me. Qualified, qualified, qualified. The Q, the Q, the Q, the Q. And the V, and the V, and the V, and the V. Girls are players too. That's going to be in my head throughout this whole podcast. Verified. Verified, verified, verified. And you know I like to take left turns when I go from entertainment into real life. So if you're paying attention, here we go. When I was eight or nine years old, there was a girl in my class named Amelia Piccarillo, if I have that last name right. Uh, she was Native American. She had that long, straight hair. Long, straight hair and that almond complexion. She was beautiful. And that, would probably, that probably was the first time uh, I recognized uh, the female persuasion from a personality, look, standpoint that's when the, that's when the physical popped out to me as well as you know her being a good person and i was attracted to her and i was in an eight nine year old way <laughs> okay whatever eight year old or nine year old can do and i called myself one day i'm gonna stay after school and still catch my bus because the bus is a little bit late i'm gonna talk to amelia because i want i want amelia to be my friend to help i'm eight nine years she could be my first girlfriend for all i care and Amelia was in the same class with me, so we was talking, and we're cool, and we're just having kids' conversations, probably about some damn cartoons or some chocolate milk, some BS. And me getting caught up with her, and it was, it was I don't know if it was even worth it at this point in time, at this age, because we're not married, we don't have no kids, but I missed the bus. And the school was on the other side of town. So I had no way, and I'm eight, I, I don't have a bus fare, cab fare, and there's no phone, I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not texting my mom to help me out, I, I have to figure something on my own. So I had to walk home and adding insult to injury, of course, but then five minutes of me walking home and it's about a four mile walk. Um, it starts pouring raining. And as it's pouring raining, I'm recognizing I don't have an umbrella. I don't have a raincoat. So I'm walking home in the rain four miles because I want to talk to Amelia Piccarillo as an eight year old, nine year old. Ain't, ain't that special? Isn't that special? So. As I'm walking home, I'm basically, I'm basically crying in the rain. I'm just so upset at myself 
because my action had consequences and all the consequences came raining down literally on me as I'm walking home and everything is wet. I'm wet down to my underwear. My socks, my sneakers is soaked. I am absolutely soaked. The book bag is soaked. The homework is soaked. Books are soaked. Paperwork is, ink is bleeding. I, I am, I am, I'm, I am, and I'm not okay. You can hear me tell the story, I'm still not okay. And what I learned that day was a hard lesson. The hard lesson was is that I have to sit and deal with the consequences of my actions with the decisions that I make. If I just took my behind home, I would not be soaking wet from head to toe and tired because an eight-year-old walking four miles ain't no damn fun either. But I did it. I made the choice. I thought it was worth it, and I found out that it wasn't. I had to learn, again, the hard way that my actions have consequences, and I have to face and deal with those consequences myself, not somebody else to deal with them for me when these things happen. That's the first time I learned that hard lesson about what to do and what's accountable and when to do it and recognizing there are there are and is accountability and uh, consequences. And what it reminded me of for this podcast is when you become adults and you start adulting and life starts lifing on a significant level. Just like I walked in that rain by myself that day, that four miles, and it was hard. Life gets very hard. My grandmother told me in your 20s you learn about life. Rest in peace, Grandma Ruth. In your 30s, you learn about death because people start passing away more frequently. Not, 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 you know, just at, the, at that stage. 20, you learn about life. You go, you travel, you experience things, you know, intimacy, relationships, your first real relationship, that type of stuff. Say in your 40s, you learn about health. And what happens is that when life starts lifing and you learn about life and death and health, it gets tough because you have a lot that you have to deal with and it all requires your full attention. And post-COVID, the world has become a little bit more rigid with what is and what isn't acceptable. So either you have it or you do not. And if you do not, it is an uphill battle. And that makes things extremely hard extremely extremely hard and what happens is that you are dealing with the issues one by one you're trying to manage it one by one if you have a partner in place that makes it a little bit easier but it also has another layer of issues as well too and it just becomes tough it just becomes tough and it becomes a job or a task almost as if it's a secondary job to keep yourself focused and diligent and responsible to stay on task so that you don't do anything sideways. This is where vices come into play, whether you are a drinker or a smoker or you like to eat a lot or you like to go out a lot. Like you have these, I don't, I don't say that's a, going off not a vice, but say eating, drinking, smoking, drugs. These things are vices that use to cope because life gets hard. Sometimes you slip into it by accident based upon who your circle is or who you're running, stuff like that. But the majority of people that have these types of issues when it comes to these vices is because life is hard. And it's hard keeping pace and not doing something crazy or stupid. And you could be, a, you, you, it, could, it could happen, in, I'll give you a few examples. You could be the mother of a child and you are a baby mother and it's just you 
and you got to do everything for you and that child. And God forbid that child has some learning disabilities or God forbid that that child gets into a major accident. You have to deal with them in the day to day. You got to educate them. You got to deal with their livelihood. You have to still come up with finance to pay all the bills. That becomes very, very hard for one person. You could be an elderly person that's, you know, that's getting past your prime and, 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 and you may be looking for, and you may have to be in a position where you have to transition from one industry to another, or you may have to move, or you may have to relocate. And because you're older, okay, you don't have that youthful spark to make things happen as you did before. This becomes very, very hard. Because very, very hard. And what you have to do is you have to put some things in your life to keep you moving forward so you don't let the hard aspect of things turn you towards vices that can take you down a tougher road. That's where things like exercise comes into play. That's when things like meditation come into play. That's when things like evaluating your circle and make sure you have good people around you that will push you and motivate you. And it's a real relationship. You know what we learn, Goju Nation, right? Reciprocal and resourceful. If it's those two things, it is a relationship. So you want people that are in your life like that to help you move forward, people to support you, people to be present for you to help you through your, through your tough moments. And then you want to have a hobby that you could do for yourself. You want to make sure, again, you're exercising, meditating. Because if you don't do these things, it gets easy to pick up cigarettes. It gets easy to double into drugs. It gets easy to drink more often than you may have if you're the casual drinker. So this is tough. This is hard, but I'm speaking about it because there are enough people that's dealing with it on a consistent basis and their world may not even know they're going through it. They may not know how hard it is for them currently with what they're dealing with and what they may require. So look out for your friends. Check on your friends. Don't look back and say, I haven't heard from this person. Say, maybe I should check on this person because I have not heard from this person. Look at your inner circle significantly and make sure they're feeding you and not draining you because that on type of that, excuse me, on top of dealing with life makes it harder. So speaking a bit from experience, speaking a, a bit from what I've observed, speaking a bit from my inner circle, speaking a bit from what I've seen as I'm watching people around me move and shake, I'm recognizing how hard life is and how you need to make sure that you have something in play to help you move forward. Hobby good circle around you, healthy eating, exercise, meditation, good sleep. These things help you keep your head on straight so you can move forward and uh, not make the life so hard. Yeah. yeah. Let that breathe for a couple seconds. But that's the V, the V, the V, the V. Because girls are players too. Uh, hope you all listen to that All In album. Hope you're there because that's what you need to get into. Uh, nothing really hit me on the music front, so we don't have any music albums to talk about this week. When someone smacks me, you know, I let you guys know and I, and I stay on top of it. I will absolutely stay on top of it. All right, now. And the C, the C, the C, the C. Certified, certified, certified. All right, Goji Nation. I need y'all to look. Almost like we spoke about China earlier, and I didn't get into how relevant it is, but it's of significance. This is something of very, very real significance, right? Because it's happening in real time. Apple just bought a company that's doing artificial intelligence solely for the purpose of upgrading 
artificial intelligence into the Siri model of your phone or Siri period. That means you're going to be paying more shortly for the skills that Siri can provide you based upon artificial intelligence. So be ready. It is here. It's no longer let's test it. Let's see. What does it mean? It is here. It is happening and it's going to change. Promise you, promise you, promise you six months from today, you'll be saying, Tally told me. This artificial intelligence stuff is bananas and bananas is an older term, but it is fire sticks for sure and be aware of it. But here is why, and that is certified within itself. But the progress is making it hard for industry to catch up and relate. This is absolutely certified. The pace is just too fast. The pace is just too fast for industry to catch up to even figure out how to utilize this effectively in their lane. Now, it improves efficiency and it absolutely improves accuracy, but at what cost? Well, here's the first thing. Jobs are gonna be lost on this. But here's what has to happen, okay? You have to stop driving a cab and you have to start driving Uber, okay? You have to stop, you have to stop uh, working at uh, a clothing store and work for Amazon. That's what you have to do. That's what this is turning into. Do not be fearful of what you cannot do. Be fear, Be looking forward to what you can do with this technology to assist you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, these five agencies are going to lose a workforce that's going to be shocking when you see it. Because you're not going to believe that it will deal with itself. So marketing industry is going to have a major impact on this. Manufacturing, retail, Healthcare, and I'll give you a bonus one, construction, right? One of the main challenges these industries have and face is lack of understanding of the technology as it's moving so fast. Do you understand that AI will be able to do your spreadsheet for you? So you, do, so you don't need four people to do analytics. You'll need one, just somebody to give it the right order, the right database, the right information. You understand with healthcare that you will not need necessarily need a front desk anymore? You will not need a back-end person to deal with records because based upon you feeding consistent information, AI will be able to process it on its own. I'm, I'm just, it's just amazing what's doing here. And what's scary is that people at healthcare are scared of losing jobs. So they don't want artificial intelligence in their life. They want to keep the jobs. Yeah, but that's not what happened when the music business shrunk. People lost their jobs because independence came about. And that's just what happened. It could not be stopped. Okay, like I said before, the encyclopedia industry ended immediately when the internet came because no longer was research necessary in the library. It comes to you. So they don't even want to understand it for fear of how it will affect them from a standpoint of economics and job standpoint. They want to stay in their lane. They want to stay. They want to stay where it is. Please don't change it because I don't want to. I don't want to lose my job. I have to fire people. I have to change my dynamic of what's going on corporate wise. So many industries lack the necessary knowledge to understand the implications of AI technology. And may not even know where to start when it comes to implementing it. I just gave you two ideas of how it can happen in healthcare and how it can help in marketing. But um, companies are like, I don't know what to do with this. And I'm telling you, half of it's this fearful saying, I don't want it in here. So don't be fooled by it. Furthermore, industry professionals may not, like I said, may not have the necessary skills to utilize it. So I, I, could t I could tell you what to do with it, 
but you may not even know what the, how to utilize it. I could tell you they can make your, your 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 vending machines operate faster, but you may say yourself, but then where do I put them, or or how do I collect the money, or or how do I supply it, or you know re up with the you know re up and put the products in the machine? You still may not know how to do that with AI at your assistance, so it can still baffle you within that sense. Also, to do this for real on the uh, corporate side, it's a big investment financially to deal with AI, and you have to be prepared to be there for the long game and not the short game. So a lot of companies may not have the assets or the resources to deal with AI on this level. Now, of all the companies that jump into this, probably 85% are going to fail because they're just getting in it because they know it's something to get into. Almost like trying to, I want to be in the music business in the 90s or I want to be in the film industry because you can rather than actually having the skill set to actually do so. Or going to school or having education or the right training, et cetera, et cetera. They just want to be in the game. So there's a lot of this is going to fall by the wayside, but the ones that survive, they're going to have to have the finance to maintain the long run of this. It has the technology potentially to reduce cost and improve efficiency, and the initial cost of implementing AI may be too high for some industries, particularly those with limited resources. So AI is still a wild card of how the technology will impact their industry, but again, the fear of how it will affect their corporate bottom line and what jobs it will cost and having the necessary finance to be in it is two of the things that concerns industry that is certified about artificial intelligence. And finally, job market is very skeptical. And watch this statement, unwilling to accept the changes. Like I said, they're scared they're going to lose their jobs. They're using statements like they don't trust the AI systems that may lead to breaches of data, authority, privacy, and industry leaders will definitely have access to more things that maybe they should not have access to. How is that different than what's happening right now? The internet had to be policed. And once the internet was policed, it gave them access to what we all are researching and dealing with in IP addresses internet-wise because of something as simple as, you know, pornography becoming something that was on the internet as well, too. So that's when the government said, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks, we have to police this. But that doesn't mean they don't have access to what we're doing right now. It doesn't mean they could ping your phone and know where you are right now. They can go, but, uh, they can go through your server to find out your search history of what you're doing right now. It's already in your life right now. It could be in your life right now. So to be concerned about how it's being so disruptive now, at this point, it's almost a misnomer. And it's almost coming up with an excuse to say, I don't want it around me, but it's coming so fast and furious. Either you're going to be a part of it or it's going to run over you. Either you're going to be a company that's involved in it or you're going to be paying for it as a service. It is happening. That's why I started by telling you that Apple has purchased a company for the for the sustained purpose of implementing artificial intelligence into the Siri engine. That is certified. That's the C, the C, the C, the C. What do we talk about? How hard it is for industry to understand how AI is coming and they need to either adjust or get run over by it. What else do we discuss? Let's verify that it's hard today to live life and keep it together without developing a vice and the things you have to do to be in position to push that to the side and keep moving forward and don't do anything destructive to yourself, to your family, or to others. What else do we talk about today? 
we qualified how hard it is for DC to compete with Marvel on the movie front because of their character development, because of how they did their business with their actors, and also because of the saturation of the market and disposable income. The pause means that my time is done. I appreciate you, Goju Nation. Industry rule number 4080. At Gotham Jungle. Look it up. We're on Twitter. Social media. YouTube. Apple. Podcast. Podbean. Video podcast. Audio podcast. And here's how we're different, Goju Nation. They're different. My audio podcasts aren't video breakdowns of just the audio. I care enough to give the qualitative content on both sides. So if you prefer to listen to me or prefer to see the antics of what we do here at Goju Nation and here at Gotham Jungle, the choice is yours. My name is Tally, and for the last time, and girls are players too. See you next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lastly, remember, light and darkness cannot coexist. So if you choose to be one, choose the light. Appreciate you. Thank you. Talk to you soon.